Welcome to episode number 20 of the Become a Media Maven podcast. And Happy New Year! Today's episode is very timely because I'm going to talk about how I set my goals. And I know everybody is in goal planning mode because we just started the new year. But don't worry, it is not too late. I know we're a few days in, but what I am going to share with you is extremely relevant. In fact, it is very relevant every 12 weeks. And you will understand what I mean when you hear this episode about how I set my goals and how this goal setting really sets you up to get more done in 12 weeks than most people do in 12 months. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, and news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. I've learned a lot about goal setting these past few years of business, and one big thing that I learned is that my goals used to be very general and very vague. And the more specific I got, the more they actually came to fruition. And I actually achieved my goals. So first, I want to talk about SMART goals. If you are Michael Hyatt or if you followed his best year ever, I know a lot of people just finished up his five-day program to set your goals for your best year ever. He calls them SMARTER goals because he adds something to the E and the R at the end of SMART. But I'm going to stick with SMART goals. So if you haven't heard of SMART, I'm going to break it down for you. The S stands for specific when you set a goal. And this is something that I wasn't doing very well when I first started my business. And a lot of people don't do this very well either. They say, oh, I just want to make more money or I want to work out more. Instead, you need to say how much money you're going to make. I want to make an extra $2,000 a month. I want to go to the gym three days a week. That's a little bit more specific. And when you get more specific, it becomes more attainable. The M stands for measurable. How do you know if your goal is being achieved or if you're working to achieve it if you can't even measure it? So for example, if we're going to go the weight loss angle, I mean, everybody likes to do that this time of year, right? So we're going to say, my goal is to lose weight. Okay, so obviously you measure that by getting on a scale and seeing how much weight you've lost. Or if it's to build muscle, then you do that by counting your body fat. If it's to drink more water, you are measuring the ounces of water, like I do with my Fitbit, that you drink every day. So you need to make sure that the goal that you are setting can be measured. The A stands for attainable. This is just like, come on, people, be realistic. Some people, they start a business and they say, I want to make a million dollars this year, which is a lovely goal. But if you're starting your business from scratch and you have no experience in your business and you literally are just like, 
hopeful it's all going to happen and it's going to work out and it's going to be amazing and you're going to make a million dollars in your first year in business, that's not very attainable. It's just not realistic. So you want to make sure that you have access to the resources to actually attain your goal. For example, I don't think I could ever win American Idol. That's just not an attainable goal for me. I am not a singer. The R, I actually have tweaked the R. And let me just say that smart and smarter goals, everybody kind of tweaks them. There's no right or wrong way to um, to assign a word to a letter. But with R, I have two. One is relatable. Like, is this goal relatable to your final outcome? So for example, something that drives me like mini crazy is when people like to talk about how many Instagram followers they have when they reach a certain number. And I'm always like, well, how relatable is that to your goal? Because we could all have 100,000 Instagram followers. I mean, I see people on Instagram that throw these big parties when they reach a certain number of Instagram followers. And then you look at who their followers are and they're all robots out of the Middle East. And what does that do for your big goal in life? Are you using Instagram to build your email list? Are you using Instagram as a lead generator for clients? I mean, unless your avatar is a robot in the Middle East, then all of those fake followers are not relatable to your big goal. So you want to make sure it's relatable. And then the other R is for risky. And I put this in here because I was not risky or what I referred to as risky. When I started my business, I didn't want to take any risks. I didn't want to spend any money. I didn't want to invest anything. I wanted to just do what I liked doing to grow my business. And then I would wonder why it wasn't growing as fast or as successful as I wanted it to be. And that's because I wasn't being very strategic. And I think all of these words and smarts all equal strategy. So you have to be risky which means you have to go outside of your comfort zone. I think the biggest thing that I did, the first step in going outside of my comfort zone and being risky was when I put $15,000 on a credit card to hire my first business coach. And that was almost two years ago now. And everybody tells me, not everybody, but a lot of people who are afraid to invest in their business tell me, I don't have $15,000. Well, when I put it on a credit card, I didn't either. That's why I put it on a credit card and I didn't go to the bank and take $15,000 in cash out. But now I could do it. And I could do it now because I invested then. I was risky then. So that just means step outside of your comfort zone. And then finally, the T stands for timely. So the T in SMART means that you need to put a timetable on these things. So for example, if it's to make an extra $2,000, then when are you going to make that extra $2,000? Is it going to be in the whole year? Is it going to be in six months? Is it going to be in a month? Is it going to be this week? You need to time this stuff. If it's losing weight, how much weight are you going to lose by a certain day? You're going to go to the gym more. Great. When are you going to the gym? How many times a week are you going to the gym? You need to be timely because when you go to measure, the M, remember, it stands for measure. When you go to measure, how do you know if you've achieved that goal? 
If it's to lose a certain amount of weight in this month, then you're going to measure that at the end of the month. So all of these kind of work together and they all equal strategy. Specific, measurable, attainable, relatable, risky, and timely. And I usually was setting goals for just my business. But I did do Michael Hyatt's best year ever. And I'm in a mastermind. And we are getting away from doing everything business and also doing some things personal because let's keep it real. Your business cannot operate without you. So you do need to take care of yourself. And this is something that I was not very good at my first few years of business, but I'm getting so much better. And I am going to break down some of my goals for you so you can see how I am implementing my personal goals with my business goals and how they all kind of work together. Um, But first, I want to talk about those 12 weeks that I opened up this podcast with. So I read a book last year. I'm a big book reader. I'm actually in the description in the show notes for this. I am going to link to a page on my website that will tell you all of the books that I'm reading. Um, I really just include business books there. I don't include a lot of personal books. um, But if you know me, you know I love my man James Patterson and he comes out with a new book like every other day. So he keeps me busy. But I do have... um, a page on my website that lists all of the business books that I'm reading. And one of them, which is an amazing book, is called 12 Week Year. And it's basically telling you how to set goals and to plan them in a 12-week span. Lots of people want to set five-year goals or yearly goals. Um, But honestly, like a year is so far away. I don't even think I could fathom. I mean, obviously, I have some things planned, right? Like I am speaking at the Mom 2.0 Summit in April. That is, what is that? Four months away. But then in September, I'm going to podcast movement in October. So yes, that's also far away. But I'm talking specific goals, smart goals. 12 weeks can be short-term and it can also be long-term and it can set you up for long-term. So you can think about what you wanna do for the year. But let's focus really on those first 12 weeks, and this is how I do it. We'll start with the business goals. So with the business goal, I'm always setting a financial goal. That's it. I don't worry, again, about Instagram followers. I don't worry about anything else. It's always a financial goal. So that financial goal then breaks down into tasks to achieve that goal, And every single task to achieve that goal will be put into my Google Calendar. So let's talk about my Google Calendar for a minute because my life could not be functionable if I did not have a Google Calendar telling me what to do every day. If it's not in the calendar, it is not getting done. And my husband is slowly starting to understand this. He's not a Google Calendar kind of guy, but... I will include him on things on the Google Calendar if he needs to know about them because it's just not getting done if it's not in the calendar. And I used to time block. I still time block. But I used to time block different things on different days and that's how I knew what I was doing. But in the past month or two, I have actually, I guess we could call it day blocking. Every day of the week has a certain theme. 
So for example, on Mondays, those are my media mentoring days. Those are the days when I take calls from my mentoring clients and we talk about their public relations strategy and all of that jazz. Tuesdays are my podcasting days. I record episodes for this podcast on Tuesdays and I pitch myself to other podcasts on Tuesdays. If I can record as a guest on other podcasts on Tuesdays, then that's my podcasting day. And It makes me feel so much organized because I am more organized. I know going into the week what I'm doing. I mean, obviously some of this stuff isn't completely set in stone. I do a lot of local and national TV hosting jobs, which, I mean, they're not going to cater to my daily schedule, but it's pretty consistent and it makes me feel more organized and honestly, it makes me get more stuff done when I go into the day knowing exactly what's happening that day the day before, even the week before, and the month before. So let's break down how we can achieve a goal in a 12-week span. And I am going to put all of this information on my website. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can get this information. I'm also including a smart goal-setting worksheet because we are going to do some math in a hot minute. So I know I'm not a math person, And if you're not a math person, you may want to see what I'm talking about. But I want to break this down and I'm going to use the example. I have some bloggers in my audience who listen. So I'm going to use a blogging example. If in the next 12 weeks, you have set your goal to make $6,000 in your business. Maybe this is a side hustle. You're a blogger and you want more sponsored posts. So you want to make $6,000 in your business over the next 12 weeks. We're going to break that down to $2,000 a month, right? There's three months and 12 weeks. So we're going to break that down to $2,000 a month. Based on that goal, we have to figure out what we're going to do each month to make that $2,000. So if you want to theme your days, we could make Monday pitching day. If you are still working a full-time job and you can't theme a day, then let's do one hour a week to pitch. So one hour on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to pitch. But how many brands do you pitch? Because remember, we're not just going to say, oh, we'll pitch people once a day and hopefully we'll get enough to make 2000 a month. That's not specific enough. That's not being very strategic. So this is where we're going to get into math. And remember, check out the show notes. I will link to a smart goal setting worksheet so you can get all of this information. Let's do some math to figure out how many people we're going to pitch in a month to make $2,000. So we're going to take that income goal of $2,000 and we are going to divide it by your rate. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, that your rate is $500 for a sponsored blog post. That means... You need four clients. You just need four clients at $500 a client to reach your $2,000. Now, you need to look at your conversion rate. How many brands say yes to you when you pitch them? Now, when I started doing this, I had no freaking idea what my conversion rate is because I wasn't keeping track. Go online, head to my website, get that goal setting worksheet and do this month by month by month, and eventually you will find what your conversion rate is. So to be safe, we're just going to go with 25% right now. 
So if you need four clients and you close at 25%, then you take that four and you divide it by 25. That's 16. So that means you need to pitch 16 brands because 25% of them will say yes to you. But guess what? 16 brands, I mean, you're not going to get lucky that the first 16 you reach out to actually want to hear from you. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. LinkedIn is a big lead generator for me. And I have people messaging me every day. And I don't want to have a conversation with most of them. So when you're pitching a brand, they're not going to want to have a conversation with everybody pitching them. And that may mean you. So you're going to need to pitch more than 16 people. Because remember, you need to have conversations with 16 people. So we are going to use the real life multiplier of three. So we're going to assume that one out of three people will agree to talk to you. That's 48. So you need to ask 48 people to sponsor a blog post to get to that $2,000. So we're going to go back to your calendar and we're going to mark off four Mondays because Monday is pitching day, or we're going to block off an hour every day to do those reach outs. If Monday is your pitching day, you could do 12 a day. 12 a day for the month will take you to asking 48 people for that sponsored post. And if you're doing this for an hour a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, then you just need to pitch two to three people. Two to three people a day to reach that 48 number by the end of the month. And if you do this, if you follow this formula every single month to hit your numbers, it will work. Not only will it work, but you will get a lot of practice reaching out to people. You will learn what works and what doesn't. So that conversion rate, that is 25 now, that'll move up to 30 and then 35 and then 40. And then you won't have to ask as many people to hit your goals because you're converting at a higher percentage. So that is how I do sales in my business, both with my Media Maven Public Relations Agency, and my media mentoring program. I have a financial goal, and then I break that goal down into how much money I need to bring in each month. I look at my conversion rate, and I look at how many people I need to ask to have a conversation to convert them into becoming a client. Again, check out the description, check out the show notes. I am going to give you access to a smart goal setting worksheet that will make this super duper easy for you. So let's talk about my goals. I told you in a previous episode, in episode 12, how I made money from home. I broke down my four streams of revenue. And for my goals, I'm only focusing on two because the other two They are more fun and enjoyable, and I don't really want to turn them into work. One is my TV hosting career. I no longer have an agent, but I do have a lot of contacts in the industry. And when people need a host, they just call me, they send me an email, and I do it. The other is my local lifestyle blog. That's not something I put a lot of time and effort into, but when people call me or they email me, I am happy to help because it is a fun thing for me. 
and it's fun for my family as well because I do a lot of family activities. So business-wise, I'm focusing on my public relations agency and my media mentoring program. And I really did just what I described. I set my goals for the quarter. I broke down how much money I needed each month to achieve that quarterly goal. I looked at how many clients I currently have to determine how many clients I need to add on to meet that goal for the month. Worked in the conversion rate, did the math, some dividing, some addition, some subtraction, you know the jam. And I just do what I need to do to hit that goal every single day, every single week, every single month. So that's how I do business goals. Personal goals, luckily there's a lot less math involved. But there is everything else involved that we talked to when we were using that SMART acronym. And this year, my personal goals, they all focus on health, which again, I feel like is a common theme. It was a very common theme in my last mastermind call. And I know it's a very popular theme this time of year. So I'm looking at my health both physically and mentally. And my physical health goal this year is, I guess it's kind of two, but there's some overlap. It's to go to the gym at least three times a week and it's to drink more water. So to do that, I, I only go to classes at the gym. I really can't force myself to work out. So if I go to the classes, I kind of feel like I have a personal trainer because I have somebody there telling me what to do. So I just do what she tells me to do. So I put those in my calendar. My gym has a handy dandy app and I can look at the classes that I enjoy and I add them to my calendar. And I make sure that I attend three a week. Three a week are always in my calendar because remember, if they're not in the calendar, they're not getting done. Drinking more water. I have a Fitbit and it comes with another handy dandy app. And I can actually measure how much water I'm drinking. So I believe, let me know, send me a message if I'm wrong, but I believe I'm supposed to drink half of my body weight in ounces of water a day. So that's my goal every day. And because I can actually see and measure the water that I'm drinking, It's working so far, which is pretty cool. So that's my physical health. My mental health is two things. One, it is completely clocking out at six o'clock every day and taking Saturday and Sunday off. This means no more checking email, no more getting on my phone, Like after six and on the weekends, it is done. I can still get on my phone if somebody calls me. And on my weekends, I can still get on my phone, but no checking email on the weekends. I am completely off work. And this is something that I guess it really doesn't go on the calendar. You just kind of have to do it. So that is my mental health goal. If you were listening to this while you were driving or you were working out, I apologize for all of the math, but let me tell you, when you know your numbers and you can break down your numbers from start to finish, it will help you grow your business. And so many people are afraid of numbers. They don't want to know them. But when you know them, you can actually fix them. I told you that some people add the ER to smarter. And I've seen the E as evaluate. And that means looking at your numbers, seeing what's working, seeing what's not working, and tweaking. 
Another book that I've read, I told you I was a book reader, that really helped me with numbers was Profit First. And Profit First really allows you to take a close look at your numbers. What's coming in, what's going out. If too much is going out, then watch your expenses so you can keep more profit. Um, It's all about having profit and actually making money. You hear so many stories of people who they have so much gross income, but what they're actually keeping and what they're paying themselves, it's like next to nothing. What's the point of having all of that income if you're not going to keep it? Keep it for yourself or keep it to reinvest in your business to make more money. So don't be afraid of the numbers. Don't be afraid of the math. Trust me, nobody hates math more than me. Again, make sure you check out the show notes where I will give you access to that smart goal setting worksheet where I will break down this math for you and I will make it easier, I swear. So check that out. Head to mediamavenandmore.com. Just click on podcasts right there on the homepage and you will find this episode. If you haven't already, please leave me a rating and a review. Let me know how you are liking this podcast. It is still new. It's just a few months old. And the numbers of subscribers that I have, in addition to the ratings and the reviews that I get, that tells Apple, hey, people like this podcast. They're listening to this podcast. Let's show it to more people. It's almost like podcast SEO. So if you haven't already subscribed or left me a review or even left me a rating, I would really appreciate it if you would just take a second and look at your phone and tap those buttons to subscribe to the podcast. You will get a notification and an automatic download every time I post a new episode on Tuesday. And your ratings and reviews are very much appreciated. And I'm so excited for next week's episode. I am talking to my friend Natalie Gingrich, who I met in person when I spoke at the Boss Mom Retreat last year in San Diego. And she actually, we we literally sat beside each other at dinner And I was a little overwhelmed with managing clients and managing team with my agency. And she said, it sounds like you need a project manager. And since then, I have found the most amazing, perfect project manager who is making my life so stress-free, if I'm being honest. And so I said, okay, let's get you on the podcast so you can tell everybody else how to do this thing that you just did for me. So Natalie is going to be on the podcast next week, and she is going to talk to us about adding a freelance project manager to your team. And trust me, if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed and you deal with like people, like clients or customers, this is exactly what you need. Thank you so much for listening. Please tap that subscribe button. Leave me a rating or a review. I hope you had... A very happy holiday and happy new year.